Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Coming to you live from the Raymere studio, it's the Friday edition of the Tony Basilio Show on November 10th. Happy Veterans Day, November 10th, 2023. It's Brian Hartman alongside Bino Jeff. Tony Basilio is still recovering, but I have some good news. He will be on the air live tonight after Tennessee takes on Wisconsin in basketball for the Garza Law Firm fifth quarter overtime basketball OT. And there will be a post game tomorrow after the Missouri football game goes final. Tony plans to be on hand for both of that. So he's going to get ready to come to you live at a late night tonight. I will perform the daytime duties, Bino and myself. Bino, welcome back to the show. Glad to have you. Brian, thank you very much. Great to be on with you. And uh, you've done a fantastic job this week, Brian. Appreciate you stepping up and giving Tony an opportunity to recover a little bit here. Of course, we'll, we'll all be happy when he's back in the big seat. I know you and I'd rather have that second seat than the first one. That's, that's, you're probably right about that. It's the number to call in on is 865-200-5402. But first of all, we're going to get Mike Huguenin for his normal appearance on a Friday, the weekly appearance he makes, especially during football season where he grades the card. And I'd say being of the card, from now on, college football gets less and less and less, and the card just keeps looking good. The card's going to look good because we just don't have much left of it. There's only We're, we're, we're over 75% of the way through the season, which is hard to believe. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, ab- absolutely, Brian, other than – the SEC every once in a while using that next to last week for uh, club and baby seals. For the most part, college football, you're right. The uh, closer it gets to Thanksgiving, the closer it is to over, but the better the games get. Yeah, you can't really go wrong. I think you know you can look at September and say, well, this weekend's kind of down and, and this weekend kind of lacks. But but you get later in the year and the games start mag- be meaning more and the matchups look better and better to you. Stakes just get higher and higher, Brian. Every game means more. We'll be back on the other side of this timeout. We're going to go straight to Mike Huguenin, and then once once he's done, we'll go straight to you, the caller, and it'll be wall-to-wall, you all, 865-200-5402. But hold that number for now. We'll be back on the other side with Mike Huguenin after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com, Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. I've got my favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're all doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun talking to you. What kind of specials are we talking about this week? Well, this week we have two different ads going on. We have the normal Wednesday to Tuesday ad, which includes assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, New York strip steaks, $4.99 a pound, five-pound bag russet potatoes, $1.99 each, Domino sugar, two for seven, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. We also have a three-day ad that started today and runs through Saturday the 11th, which has the 10-pound box covered wagon bacon, $17.99 each, bacon potatoes, 49 cents a pound, and Niagara drinking water, 24-pack. Three for ten. Wow, some great deals right there. People need to come in and check them out. And as always, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th. Well, Miles, thank you as always. It's a pleasure talking to you. You folks uh, over there at Foodland, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Welcome back to a Friday edition of the Tony Basilio Show. Brian Hartman, Bino, Jeff Henderson, and our everyday, every Friday regular guest for this segment, Mike Huguenin. Mike, welcome back. Grade the card this weekend. I think the cards just keep getting better and better when these stakes get higher and higher toward the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're nearing the end, unfortunately. This is a, a weekend. Um, some huge games. Uh, in the SEC and nationally, obviously, the Michigan-Penn State uh, contest is the headliner. Uh, a couple good games in the, in the Pac-12 as well. Um, ACC has got an interesting game, but, um, yeah, this is a really good weekend, which is, which is good because the season's almost over. Yeah, and talk about the Big Ten, Michigan-Penn State. The punishment for Jim Harbaugh, they talk about maybe trying to suspend him, but I'm sure they're going to appeal and he won't actually miss any more games. Keep in mind, he was already suspended for the first three games of the season, which Michigan won easily already. Yeah, and that was the the, uh, the NCA suspending him. This is a situation where basically the other schools in the Big Ten are asking the conference office to suspend Harbaugh. So, and Michigan has fired off um, a letter to the Big Ten. Evidently, it was ten pages long saying basically due process here, let's wait till the NCAA and finishes its investigation. And, oh, by the way, uh, teams have, have deciphered our signals as well, the difference obviously being that um, the, the assistant coach who admitted to um, stealing the Michigan signals and passing them along got it off TV, where the allegations for Michigan are that they actually sent people in person to scout other um, to scout Michigan opponents and, and record them, and that's obviously illegal. But, yeah, I think that this is the Michigan-Penn State game is interesting on a couple of levels. Obviously, it's a hugely important game in the playoff race, hugely important in the Big Ten East. 
I also think it's a situation in that because of the, the, the cheating allegations, if you didn't care about Michigan before, oh, yeah, they're a good program. I don't really follow them, you know, whatever. I think now it, it, they're no longer in a gray area. It's all black and white now. Either you like Michigan or now you dislike Michigan because they supposedly cheat. So um, my, my assumption is it's going to be an extremely highly rated game. And um, I, I think the Penn State defense it will do its job. I have no faith in the Penn State offense. So the offensive line struggles against good teams. And the, the irony is that, you know, the Lou Holtz criticism of Ohio State earlier this year, you know, they're not, they, they get bullied when they lose. Well, that's Penn State to a T. Their offensive line just gets pushed around. Um, they got good running backs. They got okay receivers. They got a good quarterback, but their offensive line is extremely inconsistent. It will be an extremely raucous crowd, obviously. Um, but, uh, but I think Michigan wins. Yeah, and James Franklin has yet to deliver in these games against Michigan and Ohio State in his tenure. How much yeah, pressure yeah, is on him? been quite bad against top ten teams. So um, I, I think that in some cases coaches tend to become even more conservative than they are normally. I don't want to lose this game. And I, I think Franklin coaches that way in big games. Well, we can't afford a mistake, can't afford a mistake, and you sort of turtle up and your offense lets you down. And I think you can look at the Penn State games during Franklin's tenure, the games in which they played legitimately top 10 opponents, top 15 opponents, and I think the the main takeaway from those games is the offense did not come through. Again, I think the defense is fine. They're an attack-style defense. They will cause some problems for Michigan, who has not played anybody, so um, the fact that Penn State is a very tough road environment, it's a funky stadium, it's extremely loud. Um, uh, my assumption is the crowd's going to be exceedingly nasty for this game. You know, the, the whole cheating aspect of that. But yeah, there's a lot of yes, there's pressure on Michigan, but there's a heck of a lot of pressure on Franklin as well because, as you point out, he he does not win big games. So. Um, will this be a continuation of that, or will they sort of flip the script? I, I don't think they can flip the script. Bino, you have you have a question for Mike. Mike, do you think this is a rush to judgment by the Big Ten, or do you think that it's the right thing to do to try to impose some penalties this season? Yeah, that's that's, that's it is sort of if you're Tony Petiti, the the Big Ten commissioner, and you haven't been on the job very long either. You know, if this were Jim Delaney. I think the Big Ten schools would be a little bit more, what's the word I want, confident that the decision that's made is everything's going to be considered. But, you know, Petiti really hasn't made a huge decision. Yes, he made the decision about the TV rights, and, you know, that that, that is easy compared to something like this. Um, but in, in reading stuff and in talking to people, other Big Ten schools legitimately are ticked off um you know I, it's it, it's the, the whole sportsmanship and integrity thing you know i think people sort of roll their eyes when you hear sportsmanship and integrity in, in college football frankly in sports but i think this the the allegations are beyond the pale um the, the, you know bob knight died last week and in one of the obits i think it was written by pat 40 um 
I, actually, I can't remember who the, with the, maybe it was Dan Wetzel, but Knight told a friend that one of the best things for him as a coach was to beat teams that he knew cheated to get players. You know, Knight was a stickler for the rules to the, the nth degree. And everybody knew that, you know, certain teams in every sport illegally recruited. Um, to, and But Knight was confident that I'm a better coach than that guy is, and even if he has better players, I can beat him. And I think the, the alleged sign-stealing scandal is a sign that, you know something, we're not sure we can beat you, so we're going to cheat to get your signs. So I, I think that's why a lot of schools, and, and the way in which they cheated to get those signs, it, it, again, I think is, it, that crosses the line. So um, I think that, for the most part, if Petiti does suspend Harbaugh, uh, I think the other schools in the Big Ten are going to be going, fuck, that's what's deserved. But I also think there would be a lawsuit. So, um, you know, Petiti's stuck between a rock and a hard place. You're either going to tick off 13 teams or you're going to tick off one, and you're going to have a boatload of issues if you just tick off that one, weirdly enough. Bino, you got a follow-up? Uh, yeah, my, Mike, just steering away from the Big Ten, which I try to do with regularity, um, it, it, in, a, in a game that the winner of the uh, Tennessee-Missouri uh, fans are going to be watching with maybe added interest. Uh, do you give Ole Miss any chance in Athens tomorrow? No, not really. Um, you know, Ole Miss last week got a nice win against Texas A&M, but they also gave up 35 points to an offense that hadn't done anything all season. So that makes you wonder even more about the Ole Miss defense. Um, I also noticed that, you know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, Kiffin, when he's feeling good, tends to try to, stick his finger in the eye of the opposing team's coach. He did it against Alabama when he talked about, you know, oh, yeah, we, we think that Traveris Robinson's calling the plays on defense, not Steele. That kicked off Alabama. Then he, ticked, then he took the shot to Jimbo last week. It didn't matter. I haven't heard him say anything about Kirby Smart this week because I think he realizes this is an extremely difficult team to beat. George's defense um, is as good as Alabama's, if not better. They spent an Ole Miss score 10 points against Alabama. Um, again, they, the, the Texas A&M offense last week did a, did a nice job against the Ole Miss defense. Georgia's offense is better. And now comes word that Bowers might play. Uh, I don't give Ole Miss much of a chance between the hedges. And another thing, the distraction of this tape that's come out between the player who allegedly had mental health, you know, was, was uh, had a mental health problem, and Kiffin on tape, that's come out. Is that a distraction to? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it is for. I think it is for Kiffin. Um, maybe you know, if, if you have if you have a team, if there's if there's people still in Ole Miss that like the player, yeah, I mean, I think it is a distraction. But I think the biggest issue is that Georgia's just a better team and is playing at home. Um, you know, all season long, Georgia hasn't played anybody. Georgia hasn't played anybody, and they're not going to play anybody until November. Well, last week it was a team that was in the top twenty. This week is a team in the top ten. Next week is a ranked team. So Georgia is finally playing somebody. Um, but, um, I, again, I think Georgia is just better than Ole Miss. Uh, and I trust the Georgia defense the most of any of the four units that will be on the field uh, tomorrow. There is another game going on tomorrow that used to be the big headliner, but it involves a team that's undefeated 
but you're hearing nothing about the matchup. I didn't even realize the game was being played until I scrolled down to see what was on and saw it. It's Miami-Florida State. Yeah, I don't think Miami's in a – their offense is just horrible. That's, that's, that's nice. What, since the Texas A&M game where they put up a boatload of points on A&M and you're like, oh, my goodness, this offense is back. They got some weapons. Van Dyke's playing well. This team can make some noise. And then the Georgia Tech debacle, uh, you know, and then they they beat Clemson, but North Carolina beats them. And then last week, NC State beat them. And there's talk about benching Van Dyke um, for a true freshman, Emory Williams, who really can't throw the ball very well, or else they don't trust him to throw the ball very well. Um, Florida State's at home. Um, and, and in rivalry games, yes, a lot of things can happen. But I also think one tenet of a rivalry is when you know you are better than the other team, it gives you more confidence. And there's there's absolutely no way FSU players can look at film of Miami and think, oh my goodness, that's a really good team. No, they're not. So, you know, you, you throw out the records, all that kind of stuff, but I, I still think that um, it, it, it's not going to matter. I think FSU wins by at least two touchdowns. Um, the Miami defensive pass rush has to affect Jordan Travis or this will be a really, really nasty outcome. Before we go back to Bino, also the Iowa Rutgers total in the game is 29, 28, which is the lowest in college football history. And the lowest totals ever recorded, five of the games have been Iowa. and Iowa, right, yeah. which is not – and I, I, I would bet the under tomorrow. Uh, Iowa's offense, it's, I'm trying to come up with a good, I mean, it's, my assumption would be that if you were an opposing defensive coordinator and you watched Iowa games, you know, you put on the tape of the past five games where Iowa played offense, you you would prefer, like, I I can't watch, I'd rather be blind. Because it is so, so inept. The scheme is inept. The play calling is inept. The tenants of the offense are inept. The quarterback is inept. The wide receivers are inept. It's it's brutal. Um, the flip side, the Iowa defense is close to being elite. If if Iowa had an offense that was adequate, adequate, they could potentially win the Big Ten. That's how good their defense is. But their offense, yeah, again, the total is twenty years, twenty eight and a half, whatever. You bet the under because you have zero faith in the Iowa offense to do anything, anything. Rutgers plays good defense. They are a well-coached defensive unit. Their offense is not good. Uh, I can see this game literally being like 9-3, to three, something like that. Iowa's got a good kicker, a phenomenal punter, uh, a really good defense, and an offense that you can go watch a Pop Warner team on a Saturday and see better schemes. The worst offenses always have the best punter. And yes, Tory T- and Tory Taylor is, is a really Tory Taylor is a really good punter. Before I go back to Bino, we need to get a bowl game between USC's defense and Iowa's offense. Yeah, that and needs I think, to happen. I still think in that you, the USC defense will come out ahead because the Iowa offense is that inept. Bino, Mike, I have a serious question, but I, you you got me thinking if the Iowa offensive film was a genre what, what would it be comedy horror what would it be oh man that's a that's an interesting question um 
again, there, there's good horror films. Um, I think it would be one of those really bad straight-to-video teen exploitation movies. That thing is, though, it's not so bad that it's good. It's so bad that I cannot believe people spent money to make this. Um, I guess it would be a really, really bad horror film that was trying to be serious. Because obviously Iowa doesn't go out there every week trying to look that inept. They just do. So it would be like a... You know, a, a supercilious producer deciding we're going to make the horror film of all horror films, and it's just just a abject failure because you know people walk out after ten minutes. The the script is horrible, the camera work is horrible, the music is horrible, the acting is horrible, the title is horrible. It, it would be every it's it's yeah it's it's it really it, it is sort of humorous in that it is so bad. And I don't know, you know, and there are Iowa fans out there who want Kirk Ferentz, oh, give, give, him a, give him a chance to hire somebody else. And you're like, oh, my God, it's his offense. So it's, it's, it's just bad. It's so easy, even his son can run it, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Outside the top six, Mike, in the latest college football playoff rankings, who, if anyone, uh, give me a team or two that you think could make the final four. You mean outside the top six? Outside the top six. I don't, you know, so I'm, I'm not sure there's a team outside the top six right now that's going to get up there. Um, okay. Maybe maybe Texas, if everything breaks right the rest of the season. But if, for breaking right for Texas, obviously means you're going to have to have the Pac-12 team. You're going to have to have Washington lose, Oregon lose again, uh, and maybe Washington, uh, maybe Washington lose twice. Um, FSU is going to have to lose. Um, Alabama is going to have to lose again. Maybe if the SEC title game does that. But I think that the, you look at the top six, that's a pretty good top six. And, and Texas, I think, would be the only other team that has a shot because I think tech, Oklahoma is, is, is done for. Um, no, I, I can see Texas winning out. Um, and I, I think Texas would be the only other team, I think, outside the top six that has, that has a shot. Tennessee and Missouri, Mike, uh, has uh, developed into a, a really, really good matchup this year. Um, uh, one that I think that uh, will might ultimately determine how the fan bases kind of view their seasons once they're over. Agree. And I think that Missouri has been a huge surprise. Um, I thought they would be fifth in the East. Um, they are obviously... They, they could finish second, and I think they are going to finish second because I think they're going to beat the Vols because it's in in Columbia, Missouri. So um, Brady Cook has been far better than I expected. He's not anything great, but he's, he's steady, um, makes plays when needed, generally avoids picks, though he's thrown some picks in the last three games. Luther Burden is a stud receiver. The running back core, you're like, these guys are, oh, my God, they are pretty good. Trader, you, you know, a Division two transfer, come on, but he's not bad. The offensive line is physical. The defense flies around. Blake Baker is a good defensive coordinator. They like to blitz. They got some dudes um, who are, you know, not big names but can play. The Tyron Hopper, the Florida transfer, is really good. Um, Chris Abrams Drain is a really good corner. Um, and you know, they gave Georgia. Georgia had to sweat the whole game last week, and that's that's impressive. Um, you know, and Cook throws that pick at midfield. That that ended the game, but. I think Cook 
that, you know, I trust Cook a little bit more than Milton, but I also think Milton has more natural talent than, than Brady Cook. But I think the reason that Mizzou is going to win tomorrow is because the game's in Columbia. If this game were in Knoxville, I'd pick Tennessee. Um, Tennessee has to run the ball, obviously, exceedingly well tomorrow. Um, can they do that? I don't know. They also need to get after Cook because Cook has shown that if he, you know, like, like most quarterbacks, you rattle him and he does make some bad throws. But yeah, before the season started, if you had said, yeah, Tennessee, Missouri will be for second place in the SEC East, I think people would have, oh, yeah, well, that's because Tennessee will be rolling toward a second place finish. Well, that's not the reason. So this is an interesting game, but I do think that, that Mizzou wins. There's some news about the college football playoff. The Air Force Academy Superintendent General Richard M. Clark has emerged as the top target to become the next college football playoff executive director. So there's, it's not done yet, but what can you tell us about him? I don't know anything about him, I'll be honest. Um, it's, you know, it's, that's ironic in a way or at least coincidental in a way, because, you know, Air Force was in the top 25 last week of the playoff poll. They looked like they get finished unbeaten, and then they got their doors blown off by a bad Army team. And then, oh, a couple days later, the Air Force AD, oh, yeah, he's going to be the next chairman. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know anything about him, I really don't. But my assumption would be that if he's the AD at Air Force, he's a very reasoned and reasonable person. So that's, that's a positive. What other games tomorrow stand out that we haven't talked about that sort of maybe not stand out but go under the radar? That are well, I think Utah-Washington is, is gigantic. Um, Washington coming off 52 points against USC. They ain't scoring 52 on Utah. Utah will make Washington work. Um, the flip side is a, U, a Washington defense that gave up 42 to USC ain't going to give up even 20 to Utah because Utah's offense is not very good. The Duke-North Carolina game. I think, you know, Louisville last night rallying late to beat Virginia. Louisville's 9-1. and one. Um, And right now it looks like the ACC title game is going to be Florida State versus Louisville. But North Carolina still has a shot to finish second. Um, they sort of scuffled of late, sort of like last year. They, they were playing like a house fire early and then faded at the end of the season. You watch Drake May and you're like, on one play, oh, my God, that guy's got an arm. He's active. He's mobile. You know, he's tremendous. And then a couple series later, he'll throw three straight incompletions, and you'll be like, what is going on? He, why, where's the consistency? I'm not sure it's him, if it's the offense. The, the offensive line is a little bit spotty. But that, that's a big game for, for North Carolina in a lot of respects, also because they don't yeah, – it's, it's just another patented late-season UNC fade. And you also have uh, USC at Oregon. For USC, it's like out of the frying pan and into the fire because Oregon, I think Dan Lanning, is not afraid to, okay, this game is over. I probably should have my subs in. No, Bo Nix go throw another touchdown pass for him. Um, you know, this will be USC's first game without Alex Grinch's defensive coordinator. Will that matter? I don't think so. Um, you know, Bo Nix. He is a high, the dude's playing at a high level again. He is a Heisman contender. Uh, Caleb Williams last week made some incredible plays, but as usual, let down by his defense. Uh, I think the, I think the over in this game is seventy. Uh, I would take the over because I think USC is going to score on Oregon, but I also think Oregon is going to put up a boatload of points against this. 
and we're winding down the Pac-12 as we know it, and there's going to be matchups that you'll got used to seeing that you're never going to see maybe again. And one of them, though, isn't Arizona at Colorado. Both those teams head to the Big 12. Arizona, if, if I'm buying stock in a coach the next yeah, several Jed years. Yeah, Fish. Jed Fish. I think I would rather buy stock in Jed Fish than Deion Sanders. Yeah, Jed Fish. You know, he um, interesting. Jed Fish, no college football. He did not play college football. He went to Florida. Uh, his, his roommate in college was Howie Roseman, the Philadelphia Eagles GM. They were in the same frat at Florida and then later lived uh, in an apartment. Good buddies still to this day. You look at Arizona, he took over a program that Kevin Sumlin had ran into the ground. Um, they're playing really good football. They're bowl eligible. A couple weeks ago, this was seen as, okay, well, we know Colorado's beating Arizona. Well, I think the flips, I think it's flipped. I think we know that Arizona's beating Colorado. Um, and Fish is doing it with his backup quarterback. Um, it, it's a very active defense. They got a lot of weapons on offense. The quarterback Noah Feet is playing really well. Fish is a really good play caller. Um, and you're right; he is, I, I think, quietly because there's so much going on in the Pac-12 this year. I mean, you got the Colorado thing. You know, Dion's a polarizing figure. You got the horrible USC defense. You got Heisman contenders at quarterback at Washington and Oregon. You got the Utah situation where you know is Cam Rising ever going to play this year? Man, they're really good defensively. Oh look, there's Arizona down there, but they're they're playing really good football. He is a really good coach, and you know I could, they can make if if they can remain consistent, they can make some noise in the Big Twelve because the Big Twelve does not have a lead dog anymore. But I also think Fish, if he wants it, he's coaching the NFL, will get opportunities to leave. Um, I, I don't see him being in Arizona long-term, but the guy has done a phenomenal job in a very short time. Tonight, a sneaky good basketball game. Tennessee's at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's coming off a 105-point performance. Yeah, that's, what do you think happens that's in two this games game? worth of points for Wisconsin. Yeah, maybe man. three so games worth. It's, um, and, you know, Tennessee, I think, is the best team in the SEC, especially in the regular season. Uh, Barnes knows what he's doing. This will be an interesting game. There's a lot of good hoops, and there has been – a ton of good hoops already this week. So if, if, if week one of the basketball season is sort of an indicator of what's to come, it, that, it's going to be a phenomenal season. And there's actually a pretty good game tonight as well on football, Wyoming-UNLV. Uh, UNLV quietly has become bowl eligible. Barry Odom is the coach. Um, that's a fun game to watch tonight if you've got, you got nothing to do around 10 o'clock Eastern time. going to be a late one, but, Mike, we appreciate everything. And hope to talk to you next week. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. You do the same. We're going to take a timeout. We'll reconnect with Bino, and we'll go from there. 865-200-5402. I've got a full bank of calls right now to take. Lines 1, 2, 3 are all claimed. So we'll be back on the other side to do just that. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Hey, Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We're back on the Friday edition, November 10th of the Tony Basilio Show. Happy Veterans Day to all. Hope you have a special day ahead and a lot of nice things planned, Bino. I want to give a shout out to your friend who happens to be a show listener that's getting married this afternoon. Yeah, uh, Brian, it's uh, it's a blessing with one of my friends to be going to a wedding instead of a funeral. I'm, uh, I'm happy about that. And uh, Rick, Rick and Amy getting married today. I'm on my way there, and uh, Rick's a big show listener and a great friend. And uh, but uh, uh, Rick's getting a lot better prize than Amy is. Interesting. Anyway, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get to our first caller of the show. We're going to take you up until about one o'clock. Tony will be along tonight with the basketball overtime following Tennessee versus Wisconsin. Our first caller today is Peggy. Peggy, welcome. Hey, hey, it's chilly up here in the mountains, guys. Is it chilly down there? Colder than it has been, Peggy. <laughs> it's getting there. No what you're going to say. <laughs> Colder than <laughs> I mean, I held my breath. You hear me? <laughs> I just know that you're going to say something else concerning a witch. No, no, I better, I better hold back on those. You know, it's not overtime, overdrive. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I'm nervous. You know, when I get nervous about a game, that's one reason, Brian, look, honey, I will, I'll admit it. I do get a little sidetracked and get all over the place like that. with Tanya, I was so crazy and excited after seeing her, and I think that's before we was going to play, was it Alabama or something? Yeah, I believe. Well, so, look, when I try to mix things, like, it's like mixing religion and politics. I mean, I can't, you know, I've got to separate it. I can't fit two things together. Right. I get a little sidetracked. I'm excited about this ball game. What's, uh, what you, what's going to happen I think it's going to be a big deal and mean something, don't y'all? Well, it certainly will be a big deal if they can win it, and... Oh yeah, I think I think winning it would would probably feel better than losing it would feel worse. To uh, me well, my Lord, that's an understatement, but, honey. And I I tell you what, I'm at, you know your all's job's going to be uh, insane <laughs> if it 
I'm, no, I refuse to even think that way. Look, I had a premonition a long time ago, and I'm a, before I get sidetracked, first thing I need to say is that get well wishes to Tony. You know, we need things. tonight, that's the plan. Yeah, get better, that's the main thing. It's, uh, you know, you got to do that. Got to take care of that first. Take care of you, boo. Right. All right, and then I told somebody, before I ever called into your also, full disclosure, but I was called into Fine Bond, and I called him one weekend when Roman Harper was at, like, his guest house. And I pretty much say it was, uh, there's making a lot of predictions. This was about, I think this was before, oh, this four season started, before we played Florida anything. And I told some smart aleck guy from Georgia on there, I said, you know, I've read, I don't know really what's going on. I said, but I did read the tea leaves concerning one game. I said, I wouldn't look at you know, Florida or Alabama, and I said, but I looked at Georgia uh, because we beat Florida and Alabama last year. So I said, I'm not going to look at the tea leaves to see what it says, but I am curious about Georgia. So I, I told Roman Harper this. I said, we will beat Georgia. <laughs> so look, I mean, I don't know. You know, I just read the leaves. I can't, you know, you can't me- shoot the messenger. Anyway, that's kind of how I discovered you. I thought, let me see if anybody else has that take on it, you know. Right. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I am very uh, hopeful that something crazy just might happen this year. I don't think we've seen last year coming. And there's just a strange uh, smoky wind up here in the Smokies. I see something unprotected. Hopefully not a fire. No, that's why I'm staying in. Anyway, Peggy, we appreciate hey, the call. Hey, get well. We will. And y'all are doing good. And stay warm. Right on. That is Peggy, who was on, and Peggy is gone. Beano, tomorrow doesn't feel like it'd be a game I'd be that disappointed if they were to lose. I realize it's tougher than the game in Lexington. I would have been disappointed with a loss to Kentucky. But tomorrow... There will be disappointment, but it won't be quite as strong if if they lose tomorrow as it would have been for uh, Yeah, I agree with that, Brian. I, I think the last game, uh, you know, barring just absolutely falling on your face against a UConn or a Vanderbilt, uh, I felt like that, that Kentucky was the last game that I just could not stomach to lose. I, I, I will say this, though, short, short of a – Short of a victory over Georgia, uh, a loss tomorrow will probably make me look back on this season not as fondly right. uh, as I would have, obviously, with a win. I, I think I think you win tomorrow, though. Everything else is pretty much gravy. Yeah, I, that's a good take. Let's go to Philadelphia. Philly. What are you talking about? How you doing, Philly? How you been all done? We're doing awesome. We're good, Philadelphia. Hope Tony gets feeling better. I think he's on the road, Philly. On the road recovery, huh? Yes, sir. Well, you got two games to talk about tonight and tomorrow, so uh, 
I'm sure there'll be plenty of conversation about it. But uh, did y'all watch that uh, Kent State uh, James Madison highlights yesterday? Then the uh, they had about a five point lead with three seconds left and got beat. The Kent State did. I heard it was a wild ending, but I didn't see any of it. So they they were they were up five. One team was up five with three seconds left and didn't win. Yeah, it's uh, kind of like Buzz Peterson, you know, very not. I mean, you got to try to lose then, don't you? <laughs> I mean, well, they do. No, <laughs> uh, it's a uh, guys. I, I agree with y'all uh, uh, about this Missouri game. If you don't win this game, then you haven't done anything all year. Well, you beat A and M, and I think you have to give, be given credit for beating A and M in Kentucky. But the Florida law, yeah, with you couple that with the loss to Florida, and I think that would I can understand how somebody could look at it that way. Yeah, and plus we haven't beat a ranked team all year, and this would be our first uh, time to do it if we can pull it off. This tomorrow. is only the second ranked team they played, which is hard to believe, hard to fathom that when we're coming up on Thanksgiving and we're that deep into the season. What do y'all think about Lane Kiffin and uh, Kirby tomorrow? I gotta go with Georgia. I, I would I would love for Ole Miss to go in there and pull the upset still, but uh, I I just can't see it happen. You know, um, one thing that I would look out for in our game is in order for that game to mean something as far as winning the East, Tennessee has to beat Missouri. Because yeah. if they lose to Missouri, Georgia, I think clinches the East without even playing. So, in order to get some eyes on that game, you'd have more eyes on that game if Georgia sort of needed to win that game to stay alive in the East and to keep to keep the East thing going another week. Watch Tennessee maybe get some help from the officials, which they haven't gotten on the road this year. That'll be interesting to look at. You think we're going to get some help from the officials? Good Lord, I well, don't I mean, that's, that's just a theory to think about. Well, it'd be a theory, but it hasn't happened all year, has it? Well, it's the first time. It's bound to at least even out somewhat, isn't it? Well, yeah, but uh, Eli. Say, Bino? I say I'm hopeful we don't have to rely on it. Well, yeah. Well, I think the key of the game is uh, Milton. If Milton can uh, make a few big plays in the passing game, I think we can run on them, but you got to be able to make them pay when they blitz with a pass. Well, another way to make them pay is Milton take off and run. They, they blitz themselves right out of the play, and Milton takes off and runs 20 yards downfield. And I'm concerned about Brady Cook also, uh, but he is prone to throw an interception whenever he's under heat. I'll say this, though. I, I don't think any of their guys in their back defense want to tackle Joe Milton one-on-one. Yeah, he's a big old guy, isn't he? I don't think they'll want to do that. Well, it's an important game because uh, the winner of this uh, game will be at least at the worst uh, second and east in the pecking order, right? That's the banner the sheep loved to raid back in the day, right, right, Bill? Second and east banner? <laughs> second and east. <laughs> didn't second and east inspire some musical, like a whole musical album? Yeah, well, I guess that was a good old days. We didn't realize how good it was being second and east, you know? Well, yeah, you'd, you'd love to do after the last ten years. That looks great. If you're second in the East, think about it. You're probably top 15 in the nation if you're second in the East. Most most years. 
How's Alabama going to get their way in the playoffs? They're trying everything they can to give them. Uh, I see where uh, Greg McElroy even kind of, uh, even though he's, well, he's a Bama, he kind of uh, threw a little water in uh, Alabama about being in, uh, chance of being in that playoff. They need Texas to lose a game, and I think Texas's game at TCU tomorrow is sneaky tough. TCU has owned Texas since they joined the Big 12. And they've got them at home. It's the last time they're going to face Texas in their building for who knows how long. It's a night game. There'll be a lot of emotionally charged fans wanting to see Texas having their playoff hopes ruined. So I would watch that game. I would be anxious about that game if I'm a Texas fan, despite the fact that their record is so much better. Do you all think that uh, Tennessee can beat Wisconsin or not? I think they I think they can. Now, I don't think it'll be the end of the world if they don't. I don't think that means that expectations should be lowered if they don't. But they're going on the road to a tough place to play. Remember, Wisconsin came down to Knoxville. Different players, but a few years ago before COVID, and they just totally, I guess that's before Tennessee really got up and strong again, but they kind of embarrassed the ball. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they beat us bad. I think that's when Lamonte Turner was uh, in play anymore, and we had no point guard. And Vescovi showed up that Late. weekend, and yeah. then uh, he, he played the next week. Yeah, that's that that's, was uh, when they beat us for twenty points I think down that there. Game was right between Christmas and New Year's that year. Yeah. Well, I like to beat that big early in the year, Phil. I believe early in the year, Phil, especially against these solid opponents. Uh, I think Tennessee's big task is going to be trying to figure out. Uh, minute distribution because they have so many options. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the minutes, the most minutes, uh, at, at, especially at the guard positions tonight. Yeah, well, their biggest question is still back up point guard. That hasn't been rectified yet. And, uh, and if you look at it, uh, last year UConn won a national championship playing a 12-man rotation. If Barnes is smart, he'll at least play a 10-man rotation this year so these, these guys won't get burned out like they did last year. Yeah, that's almost good. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I agree, Phil. And I think he has uh, I think he has the number of bodies to do that as well. And hopefully we have enough options at point guard uh, to where that uh, uh, that order of play works itself out. I, I, I think we're probably in a better shape depth-wise than anything that he's had here. Probably. All right, guys, we'll be listening. Y'all have a good weekend. Let's beat Missouri. See you. Sounds good, Philly. And don't forget, basketball OT tonight with Tony Basilio airs right after that game concludes. It's a 9 o'clock Eastern time tip, and it's on the road. It's going to be a late one, and then you have tomorrow. Let's get our next caller in here before we take a break at the top of the hour. Let's get to Joshy Boy. Joshy. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. How hey, you Josh. doing? Hey, Bino. Brian, uh, who would you say it favors if tomorrow's game against Missouri is high score? And do you think we can win in a shootout against Missouri? Yeah, the total was 58 and a half. I do think Tennessee, I think if it's higher scoring, I think that might favor the ball somewhat. Um, well, you know, this year with this team, maybe if it's lower scoring, I, I think they could probably win a game that's in the 20s too. 
I, I believe yeah. Tennessee's defense is probably a little bit more talented, maybe better than Missouri. Missouri does some things with them when they blitz. I don't think Tennessee's defense has to rely on blitzing to make big plays. So I like the Vols to make a couple bit more big plays defensively than Missouri tomorrow. I think that's what makes the difference in the game. Yeah, I agree with that. It's so, uh, all the focus. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, all the focus will be on offense, but defense is going to be whoever defense makes the most plays will win. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, Missouri's run game in the the start of the season it was really bad, like their run defense has it improved any late in the season well when they've faced good teams the better teams on their schedule have all run against them and i'd have to say tennessee's one of the better teams on their schedule i believe these uh, every other game was like their middle, of, their middle of the pack uh defensively against the run in conference statistics tennessee's the lead russian team in the league and uh and missouri falls in their six seven as far as rush defense goes Gotcha. Who do you uh, guys think the key is going to be, like the key player X factor for in tomorrow's game? I think Dylan Sampson, for sure. I think one thing to watch, Missouri's running backs, they don't have a whole lot of depth. They rely on that Schrader guy pretty much the whole game. And we'll see if Dylan Sampson has, if Small comes back in place from injury, Dylan Sampson will be fresher later in the game than Cody Schrader will be. And that's going to be a big advantage. I think advantage falls. Josh, I said earlier in the week. I said earlier in the week that I thought the biggest key was that Tennessee's going to have to finish drives better than they have up to this point. Uh, I think the winner of this game is going to have thirty plus points. So Tennessee can't settle for two or three field goals in the red zone. They're going to have to finish those drives. So I'll agree with Brian. I think the key player is going to be Sampson. Because I believe he's the X factor for us to be better in the red zone than we've been to this point this year. Yeah. And uh, on tonight's basketball game, what do you guys think? Like, I know it was Tennessee Tech and all, but what we saw from Freddie DeLeon, if he turns the ball over, even in, like, big, crucial games, who do you think Barnes could go to as another backup point guard? I think – I hope I'm wrong here, Joshy Boy, but I think when everybody gets back to where they can play the maximum amount of minutes when the guy gets back to that point, I, I think DeLeon is going to be the odd man out at that position. Yeah. I mean – it wouldn't hurt at all, Bino and Braun, to try Ganey at the backup point guard spot. No, and I think oh, I, also... I'm, I'm really impressed with what both Ganey and Connect uh, bring bring to the court. We we haven't had the greatest of luck in the transfer portal from a basketball standpoint. Those two guys are both the real deal, and I think they're going to both be huge contributors. And you could also go back to old veterans, Santi and. Josiah Jordan James there to spell you at point guard if yeah. you need. Josh, yeah. anything else? Yeah, one more thing. How do you guys think uh, that Georgia Ole Miss game tomorrow night's going to shake up? You think Ole Miss can give Georgia a decent game? 
Uh, they they might, but they won't beat them. Yeah. And uh, out the door, go Vols, beat Missouri. See ya. See ya, Joshy. Thank you for the phone call. That is Joshy Boy. Joshy Boy has been on, and Joshy Boy is gone. Bino, we're going to take our third time out of the show. We have an hour to play, and we'll come back on the other side after this legal. Stay tuned. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! East is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. I've got my favorite grocer on the line, Mr. Miles Johnson. Miles, how's everybody doing at Foodland today? Oh, we're all doing great. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun talking to you. What kind of specials are we talking about this week? Well, this week we have two different ads going on. We have the normal Wednesday to Tuesday ad, which includes assorted pork chops, $1.79 a pound, New York strip steaks, $4.99 a pound, five-pound bag russet potatoes, $1.99 each, Domino sugar, two for seven, and Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. We also have a three-day ad that started today and runs through Saturday the 11th, which has the 10-pound box covered wagon bacon, $17.99 each, bacon potatoes, 49 cents a pound, and Niagara drinking water, 24-pack Three for ten. Wow, some great deals right there. People need to come in and check them out. As always, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th. Well, Miles, thank you. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. You folks uh, over there at Foodland, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, next week. All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Welcome back to a Friday edition of the Tony Basilio Show. Happy Veterans Day to all who served. Happy wedding to Bino's best friend that he's on his way to see right now. It's a Missouri Friday afternoon, Tennessee, Missouri, tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Bino, let's take our next call. We've got Orange Blood. Orange Blood, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing good. How about you? Good. Um, hey, uh, did you guys see the uh, the stat that's been going around about how 
in the Josh Hoppel area, their era, the the team's only given up like forty four total punt return yards. Yeah, I did see that yesterday. That is that is a that's mind blowing, and I think they've gained about seven hundred and fifty yards punt returning in that time. That's some special teams work. Yeah, and that that's also a credit to your offense. It means you're probably scoring a lot on offense. You know, not not having to punt too, but that um, too. Yes, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that compares to anybody else in the SEC. I just thought that was a pretty interesting stat. It's not one that's really tracked that much, but you know, that's part of the general's maxims. You know, is the kicking game. So, um, I hope we keep that up. You know, that just keeps the other team backed up. We got you know that first game in Virginia. Against Virginia, we, we were a little worried about that punter after seeing him shank a couple. But uh looks like he's turned out to do pretty well. Yeah, and he's become a weapon, too. And I think rugby kicks are sort of hard to get a read on sometimes. You, it's hard to really get your turn, return game set up when you you got a guy kind of running around and then you sort of have to worry about, well, should I go tackle him? Is he going to throw it, run it, and then he kicks it? And then you're sort of in scramble mode. Yeah. Hey, he got, he's got a little leeway there to run. What do you think, Bino? Oh, I, I I really I really like that we're employing the rugby kick. I I told Tony earlier this year I I absolutely hated when anyone did it to us uh, because it seems like that you get see just about zero return on. They're hard to feel. Now you know there, there's a you you there's a little give and take there. Those guys are rolling out toward the sideline, so if they ever kick one off the side. It's not going but about five yards. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. they're a really effective method, and I'm glad that we're employing it. Well, let me put my uh, uh, let me put my uh, Titans Bill hat on for a second, Bino. Uh, at this point in the season, now after seeing Levis play a couple games and looking at how Richardson's doing, who would you rather have right now on your team? If if I had a redraft after seeing both play. Uh, unless Richardson just completely changes his style of play, he's not going to stay on the field very much. And Levis is a much more accurate passer, apparently, here early on. Uh, so if I had it to do over, yeah, and I was anybody but Levis, but I was uh, early returns are that I was dead wrong. Yeah, I was the same way. I, I kind of laughed when Richardson was drafted by the Colts. I said, oh. Gosh, good luck with that. Titans might have a chance. And then I saw what Levis go to the second round, and I said, oh, you know, oh crap. But uh, he surprised me. I may have to change my opinion on him. He's making some really great throws, even though some of them have been, you know, in, in the soft zone. But he's making some great pro throws. Yeah, and he's got a pretty good wide out there to throw to as well in Hopkins, who's absolutely looks like he's yeah, got some, that, still, that still some years left on him, out of him. Yeah. Hey, one, one last question, and I'll let let you go. I, I just noticed this last year. I started noticing this, and, and I don't know where it started. But have you noticed, like a lot of times, when they put a slot receiver or a running back in motion, he'll run behind the quarterback instead of in front, like they used to always have. I don't know who started that, but is yeah, there some kind of new rule that they've allowed that to happen, or just a new strategy? Yeah, I've, I've seen that as well. I've seen that happen too. I think I think in some way they they don't want the the running back to accidentally have the ball hit him when it was being snapped back to the quarterback. That may be part of that. Hmm. I thought maybe it's yeah, harder to see him losing right. behind the I guys. 
just to make sure yeah, you don't have an issue. Yeah, that's a great point, Brian. That's the only reason I could see that they would do that, because you do see snaps hit those guys uh, quite often that are in motion. That, that's the, when I see a running back, somebody run right, right in front of the QB, I'm thinking, don't snap it while he's there and, and, right, and it hits his leg. <laughs> that, that could be yeah. a, a complete disaster if that happens. Yeah, everybody's in shotgun these days, so that, yeah. that that does take away that possibility. Also, I guess it's hard to track a guy when he's behind two other people, at least and, for a split second. And then, then you know, you see the, you see the ball snap, and it just he, they barely snap it in front of him or behind him, and I'm thinking that's that's got to be almost a perfect amount of practice timing to get that down. Yeah, yeah. Two birds and one stone there. All right, well, appreciate it, guys. Have a good weekend. Happy Veterans Day, and uh, go Wolves. Thanks, Orange Blood. Thanks for your call. We are going to go to our next call. We have Frederick Jackson. Welcome, Frederick Jackson. Hey, Brian. How, How you doing? doing? Good, good. So Tony's on the mend. Tony will be along tonight for the basketball OT with uh, the Marcus Garza Law Firm after the Tennessee-Wisconsin game. It's going to be a late night. And it's going to be another one tomorrow with the Missouri postgame. You know, yeah, I hope he doesn't, hope he doesn't over, overdo it again. One thing I like about this basketball schedule so far is that you have the exception with most of the games early in the year are during the week. You have Monday, Friday, tonight. This is the only. And then you'll have a midweek game next week. And then it's Monday, Wednesday. Monday, it's Monday through Wednesday in Hawaii. So you don't have you don't have games falling on a weekend where you have where you you're gonna have a possible conflict with football, which I like. You don't have your first Saturday game until the ninth against Illinois. And that's hey, after Dino, all you, the season's over. Right? Reno, do you remember when they used to play them Saturday and Monday? Absolutely, sure do. That's what <laughs> I call Saturday Monday. Yeah that was C games. Yep. You had a travel partner, and uh, you'd play one place on Saturday, and they'd play the other, and then you would swap on Monday. The Pac-12 yeah. still does that, or had had done that until this year, when well, when they ceased to exist. I was always hoping they'd play the replay. I think it was Channel Twenty Six. Uh, do you remember started the replay? Started out on Twenty Six and went to Channel Two, right? I can't remember. It's been so long ago, but yeah, we they didn't always have the replay. But uh, when you got it, you were happy. Um, yeah, that's, what, that, that's the way my dad watched every game. He would hide from the radio broadcast and watch the replay. Oh, really? Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. So when I would come in from attending the game, his his common line was. Son, say anything about this game, we're going to have to go down to the emergency room to cut my foot out of your hind end. <laughs> so you couldn't walk in there happy? No, no, I had, to, I had to hide the whole thing. I had to hide all of it. You had to get all your emotions out before you walked in the house? Yeah. I mean, those games didn't come on until late, late at night. Oh, it started I mean, about 11.30 or so, the replay came yeah. somewhere in because I'd be watching them on Mondays and then had to go to school the next day. I didn't get much sleep. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, those were the good old days. John Ward, 
Coach Mears, replays. Now you know now, you know now there's so much sports on TV that kind of takes away from the, you know, the specialness of just getting to watch a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, you can see yeah. any highlight on your app. You can pull it up anytime. You used to, I used to remember Sports Center was a big deal, and now it's just that I don't need Sports Center. You don't need it. I remember I used to hope we'd get home from church on Sundays. They had some kind of college football highlight show, hoping they might get five minutes or maybe ten. I don't remember how of Tennessee football highlight when they oh, yeah. when they would show their game. Do you remember that show, Bino? Absolutely, they'd show four, five, six uh, of the biggest games in the country's highlights. Yeah, who, who was the, who was like the narrator on that? You Bill remember? Fleming, I think. Who was it? Bill Fleming, I believe. Oh, yeah, believe that sounds right. right. Yeah, you know, yeah. one thing that that might have been better then was you didn't have as many games on television throughout the day on Saturday. You might have had three to five. And you could better watch each game. Now it's like there's so many interesting games on at once. You're flipping back and forth, and you just you don't really get to see. You miss a lot of things that way, yeah. just flipping back and yeah. forth. Yeah, I've I've gotten where I'm just more of a highlights guy. A lot of this stuff. I... Or let's just watch red zone, and watch yeah. when teams get in the red zone. The other thing, Freddie was. Uh... Staying up until halftime for the Monday night football game, so you could see the see them do the highlights at halftime. Oh yeah, I, I forgot all about that being there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. When did the NFL go to twelve minute half? Have they always been twelve minute half times? I'm thinking it used to be longer. I'm not sure, Brian. I'm not. I'm sure they were longer at one time, and they shortened them to fit everything they want to into a three-hour TV time frame. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, uh, I hope we can get a win tomorrow. I think it's going to be tough. And even if we lose, if we go 8-4, and four, I'm still going to be happy. I mean, just think, I keep thinking back, man, it hadn't been that long ago we were in the desert. And uh, yeah, we always and they, they set the expectations last year. It was such a great year, but still. And we got great things ahead with Nico and company. Well, oh yeah, I, I don't. Uh, this, what what I feel about this season I won't uh, won't affect how I feel about the program going. I think the program's in really good shape and really good hands, going in the right direction. It would just be the first time that if they finish eight and four, and and you don't have a win over Florida, over Georgia, or over Alabama. It would really be the first time where you can kind of look at it in, in the hopple era and say, maybe he did. I mean, he overachieved, in my opinion, both of the first two years. This is it's kind of an overachievement. If they go nine and three with all they lost last year, I think that would be a super, super. I'd feel really good about that kind of season that they did. I'll be really satisfied. Yeah. With. Freddie? All right, guys. Thank you. You're doing a good job. I'm glad Tony's uh, feeling better. And uh, love you, Tony. And uh, I, won't say, I won't say the same thing that you say about Bino when he's not here on Friday. 
Well, let's. <laughs> you know what he says, Bino. Let's not do that. Uh, I, I know it's it's not. Uh, he does a great job. Yeah, he says uh, Bino be be back Monday. Listen anyway. <laughs> hey, that's his that's his standard line on Friday when you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right, good night, See you. Right, bye bye. See you, Freddie. As Freddie Jack hangs up, we have WLN in the mix. WLN. Thanks I'm for joining. I'm a friend's compatriot doing today. How's compatriot? Well, old Freddie Bino brought us down memory lane. I was I was thinking of you know there was a time when the football team played at uh, two, and like you pointed out, Brian, there wasn't a lot of TV games, and then we'd go to Stokely and watch a basketball game at seven. Do you remember that, Bino? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, went, you know, it's I, a I shame. Watched, uh, Bandy beat us. Bandy beat us one night, and then went on and watched Bernard and Ernie take care of Biscayne. So that gave yeah. me a little bit of taste to go home with. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you were right, Bino. It was Channel six, uh, 26 and then Channel 2. That might have been the same channel. I can't remember. Uh, but uh, uh, but I, I remember we would go to games, and then we would have a watch party at 11 o'clock at night or 11.30, I think. And we yeah. would watch the replay with John Ward, you know, the commentary. And that was just we'd have watch parties to watch a replay for goodness sakes you know and uh so that yeah that was fun it was it was a different era but uh i want to thank all of our veterans that have served i really want to say thank you for everything you've done for us and i want to say tony i'm praying for you to get better i think you're on the road up but i've i've been through it so hopefully tony will be good tonight and uh, moving on to the Missouri game, you all kind of, you know, I'm kind of the kneeling coach majors guy. I think turnovers in the kicking game is going to be the, the, the key. Uh, I think we might see a fake punt. I really think that guy, you know, he played Australian rules football. He can, he can take contact. You know, if we and, don't see it this week or next week, we won't see it probably. Yeah, that's probably this true. This is what they're saving it for. I would rather Milton have a 10-yard sack than throw an interception. I think that's the key to him. You know, run the ball like he's been doing and don't throw picks. Yeah, if they, if they, you, if they blitz, I think he'll have chances to just take off and run. If, if I think in some way yeah. they might have a call play where they expect them to blitz and he'll just, he'll just take the snap and then run with it, and then they'll run themselves out of position. And, uh, I, you know, I know we don't like field goals all the time, but if it's fourth or four or fourth and seven and you can kick a field goal, you got to take the points. That's just the way I look at it. I know, you know, we'll take all the points you can get. And what do you all think about that going forward on fourth and, say, four or five? Yeah, I, I think there you have to kick the field goal, uh, W. Lynn. Uh, but I, I think this is a game where if you're down there fourth and one, fourth and two, uh, that you, you do try to score touchdowns because I think you're going to yeah. have to score the majority of touchdowns to beat Missouri. I do, too. I, I, I'm, I'm like you. If it's fourth or one, fourth and two, I can see it. And uh, 
I went out on a limb, you know, a couple of days ago. I, I said we're going to go 2-0 and oh in these two games. So I, I really just have a good feeling about it. And uh, But I'm not going to be upset. You know, I said 8-4-9-3 in the summer, and, you know, I, I'm with you guys. If we go 9-3, and three, I'll consider it great. You know, uh, we went 10-2, and two, that would just be awesome great. I mean, that would be, to me, more impressive than last year's team as far as what we had to accomplish, you know. Win one of these next two, and I'll, I'll be extremely happy. Yeah, me too. And uh, I do think it's important that whatever bowl we go to, that we win the bowl, because that, that leaves a good taste in your mouth, you know, through the off season. I think. Yeah, it's like the yeah. first year when they lost to Purdue, you just sort of felt you had a sort of a sour the way that game went, yeah. especially the way they had the officials just completely botched that call, just left you with left you kind of mad about that. To beat a team that yeah, was it, it, missing it did, so many and you think about that, that you, you know, all through the off season, and uh, Bino, you can remember those. You know, Doug Dickey had those had like three great years in a row, but we lost the bowl game, and even though we were a great top ten top team, you know, Bino, do you remember that kind of as a big downer, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was always a big downer uh, when you would lose the bowl game and uh, then you had a whole year, to <laughs> half a year to think about it. Well, you know, bowl yeah. games mattered more as well because you always seemed to play. Yeah, they matter. did, Brian. They actually right. carried more weight. There was more, there was just more, you got a bigger kick out of it. Yeah, there were fewer bowls, too, so you really had to kind of earn your way in there. Uh but, Brian, you've done a great job this week, and everybody, Bino and everybody that's kind of filled in, I think you all have done great. And, of course, we'll always look forward to Tony coming back. And I wonder if there's anybody coming today. I'm sure that there is. I told folks to that Tony wouldn't be there but to go to Calhoun's anyway. Just yeah, I heard Bino you say that. I thought that was good. Yeah. We, uh, maybe I, we there's, there's there's one table right next to that big speaker we have. Whoever's sitting here, yeah. glad we're not there. <laughs> I was gonna say, Bino, y'all could get big cu- uh, cutouts like we used to have for the basketball players in Stokely. Yeah. Set them up down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, Tony didn't steal one of them. I wonder how many people <laughs> would like come by and throw darts at it. Uh, yeah, that, that might be the thing to do. <laughs> Poor old Titans Bill would show up and say, I still want to talk about the Titans, you know. <laughs> All right, great show, uh, guys. Y'all have a blessed rest of the day. Thanks so much, WLN. Thanks for calling. And as we lose WLN, we're going to pick up Joe from Kennett Square, and then we'll take our final break of the show. Joe from Kennett Square, welcome. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, how are you? Hey, Bino, do you remember me? I'm uh, Tony's friend from his hometown. We met you guys before the Texas I game. I absolutely do. It's great to talk with you. Great to talk with you guys. Uh, first, uh, I wanted to make sure at least one person from Kennett was on the show today, so, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I decided to call. Um, <laughs> uh, first, uh, thanks for the hospitality when we were down there. We had uh, such a wonderful time, and... Uh, and the experience that we had was just A+. Plus. Uh, everything about uh, Rocky Top was everything that we hoped it would be. So uh, thank to you. And uh, apparently we sat near some of your listeners who called in uh, and commented on our state of lubrication. 
uh, after the game, but we had a wonderful time. It was, it, was, it was great to have you down. Uh, question for you guys, uh, two things. Number one, uh, you guys are talking a lot about your records, and we talked about how Penn State and uh, Tennessee are kind of stuck in the bridesmaid position at times. How excited does your fan base get for big games like Missouri or Kentucky or like a South Carolina when they're good? When those games are really the ones that kind of dictate your season, the, the Georgias and the Alabamas are – are, are you know hopefuls, but they're not really you know things that turn out your way that, that often. Second question: uh, the whole Michigan situation. Wondering what a different fan base thinks about that whole drama and saga. Uh, obviously, up here we have our own kind of thoughts and news media, but does anybody care about uh, that sign stealing thing and other fan bases? So those are my two questions for you fellows. Well, I'll tackle the first one, and Bino can tackle the first one. The South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri games that you mentioned are used to be and should be to the point where they matter if you lose them. But if Tennessee's healthy, they're expected to win them. They're expected to at least win them nine out of ten times. And you look at Michigan and, and Missouri, Missouri's M almost looks like it's copied off of Michigan. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're, one's playing, uh, you're playing one M, and Tennessee's got the other one. Bino, your thoughts? Yeah, Joe, there, um, there, there is a, like most fan bases, there's there's a group in the fan base that view a season where you, you do not beat Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, who are our three biggest rivals. That if you go over three against them, it's hard for it to be looked at as a really successful season. Um uh, and Brian's right. Those other games, are, but those other games are a lot more non-negotiable. Um, uh, uh, fans uh, believe that we should beat Bandy, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Missouri uh, every year. Uh, no, you can't beat them every year, but pretty much that's the ex- expectation. Every now and then, a Texas A&M or an LSU will pop on the schedule where. That's kind of in the. They kind of fall in the Georgia, Florida, Alabama category, where that's a very good win if you can get it. Yes, it's a higher, higher level and, and better, better quality of win than say a Kentucky could provide. Okay, uh, what do you think about Harbaugh there, uh, Bino? Well, I think that's a national story. Uh, I don't think people care probably quite as much about it uh, here. Uh, but especially in Tennessee, because we almost never play Michigan or Ohio State. Um, but it is, uh, uh, you know, my viewpoint on it is I look at it and I think, I believe that the Big Ten is being a little bit over-aggressive and kind of rushed to judgment in, uh, in throwing a suspension out there basically before they've done uh, any investigation. Uh, I, I don't have any doubt that what's out there, the smoking gun, is probably right. Uh, um, and under, I, I guess I can see where they feel like if they're going to punish someone, it needs to be done fairly quickly because I think most everyone thinks that Jim Harbaugh won't be there next year. Yeah, and I think that most of us are with you. Uh, uh, from a Penn Stater's perspective, I want him there. I mean, like, play the game. Right, and if we lose, we lose. But I would be more embarrassed for us to have to play them without 
their head coach and or their coordinators who probably know a lot more. I mean, this, this Stallions guy, if that experiment of hiring this ex-Navy intelligence officer didn't work out a couple years ago, he wouldn't be there. So obviously he was doing a good job, right? I mean, uh, it, it, it's the whole thing just appears like it's probable, but whatever. Uh, anyway, fellas, you have a great time, and I look forward to uh, seeing you at Calhoun sometime down the road. Um, we, uh, my, Michael and I have decided we will spend all day Friday at Calhoun's, spend some time with the Ball Navy, and then uh, on Saturday hopefully be able to get over to your logistics friends uh, tailgate that we didn't get to hit last time. But, uh, again, A-plus uh, to everybody down there. What a great time. Well, we appreciate it. And that's what everyone has when they come to games at Knoxville. It's just a, a great thing. It's it's a uh, it's like a it's kind of a bucket list thing to do, you know, for a lot of college football fans. It it, it is Tony. I mean, it is Brian. It's a unique environment, uh, and uh, it's it's generally uh, an inviting environment, uh, uh, especially if you know you're you're not uh, of the fan base of our uh, biggest rivals. Oh, definitely so. Definitely. That's that's the truth. And we're going to take our last time out of the show on a Friday, Bino. Load up the phones, 865-200-5402. You'll get on as soon as we get back. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling, we're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilejonathan10 at gmail.com. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Brian Hartman, Bino Jeff Henderson alongside, filling in for Tony tonight until 1 o'clock. We have about 20 more minutes to play. Tonight, I want to mention the Tennessee-Wisconsin postgame will begin a little bit after 11 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Tennessee-Missouri post-game on the Garza Law Firm fifth quarter will start around 6.30, 7 o'clock-ish, and we'll go to whenever. Let's get our next caller in, Titans-Yams. Titans-Yams, welcome. How you doing, Brian, and hello, Bino. Hello, Titans, Bino. I have a good feeling about about, uh, the game tomorrow and the game 
the day after tomorrow. I believe that Tennessee, if they can put their minds to it, they could definitely do it, will beat Missouri. And, of course, on Sunday, I'm looking for the Titans to rebound from their two- or three-game losing streak and uh, and tear and go and do a little and do a little sword fighting with uh, the Buckos. Tear their kingdom down, right, Titansville? Tear their, tear their kingdom down. If Levis can have a good day, if the offensive line can have a good day, if the Titans' run defense can have a good day, and if the Titans' blitz package can have a terrific day, they'll win. And they could win. And well, that's, that sounds like you got to figure it out. Yes, exactly. And of course, you know, on my birthday, which will be a week from this coming Sunday, my seventieth birthday, they'll be playing. The Titans will be playing your Jaguars. Well, Titansville, I hope you have a happy birthday, except you won't be getting that birthday gift in a kingdom torn down in Jacksonville. I just want you to know that right now. You better win dream this week. Dream on. Dream on. Dream on. You better on. win this week, Titansville. You just better win this week. Yeah. Well, we, we, need, we need this. I really do. So have a good weekend, guys. Thank you, Titans Bill, as Titans Bill has been on and Titans Bill is gone. Bino, tomorrow I I feel I feel like tomorrow's game, I wouldn't bet on it, but I I think I like slightly the Vols to win a close one. I think their defense makes one more play than Missouri's. Yeah, Brian, I, I like um, I, I like the fact that I believe that Tennessee is the best of the two defensive teams. Uh, now, what uh, we, we're definitely going to have to uh, get more pressure uh, on the quarterback than uh, we've uh, been able to get over the last uh, several weeks. That'll be a big factor in the game. Um, but uh, if uh, the other thing is we're going to have to be able to run the ball effectively against them, and I think that we'll be able to do both of those things. I'm not terribly confident, but I'm like you. I think that Tennessee's going to win uh, by a narrow margin in a high-scoring game. Let's get the caller, Don. Hey, guys. Don Aldo, how you doing? Hey, Don, how you well, doing? That's good to hear you, Bingham. Um Well... You shouldn't have asked that question. Uh, I hadn't talked to you guys in several weeks, and I'm not going to tell you what's going on with me for sympathy, but the reason I hadn't called in and, and the reason I enjoy those post-game shows so much is uh, about all I can do. I was, I was in a serious accident on October the 11th. Auto accident, oh, sorry, Don. And I, I have spent uh the last 30 days either in the hospital or in a rehab center in a nursing home Dang. wow are you on your you feel good about your road to recovery here don yeah it's just gonna take a long time i have a broken left arm and a broken right clavicle therefore i cannot do pretty much anything with my arms i've just nipped the hold this phone and talk to you <laughs> on the clavicle side but I 
know it's no medicine for you, but I've been wondering where you were, and I'm glad to hear your voice. Yeah, I, my wife said, don't be calling me. And I said, well, I just want to talk a little football and stuff and let them know what's been going on. The reason I hadn't, Rip the hadn't been on, right that's on. why. We'll be but, grand for uh, recovery for you. I, prayers have been wonderful, and people have been wonderful to take care of me and my wife during all this time. So uh, just shout out to all, the, all my friends there. Um, having, to, you know, managed to get through the ball games, even landing in the nursing home watching the, the Alabama game, which got my dander up in the second half. But uh, I, as I watch this team this year, and a lot of disappointment, especially early in the year, but, you know, a lot of people still clamoring to, to start Nico, and I, I haven't seen much of him. Nobody has. I see a lot of potential, but I also see why he's not the starter. And anybody's still complaining about Joe's playing the last three games, I don't know what they expect. Do you? You know, I look at Joe's last three games and Brady Cook's last three games, and I haven't brought this up yet, but Joe actually has put up better numbers. Oh, yeah. I mean, close. I think his you completion know, percentage is like 20 points higher. Yep, fifty-six to seventy-five percent. And he's thrown no picks, and what's his name is thrown Correct. three, and more TDs for Joe too. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree, Don. The Joe that I've seen the last three weeks uh, is uh, the reason that I I have whatever confidence level I have going into tomorrow. Yeah, in speaking of confidence of tomorrow. And I know every year's a different year, supposedly, and you can't look back, especially because of the change of personnel. It's hard to get past, to me, 62 to 28, 60, 64, 66 to 28 the last couple of years. I'm sorry. You know, that's I, mean, I know Missouri's improved, but that's just a huge way to turn around in one year. Yes. I uh, I kind of agree with that as well. I think Tennessee knows that they have – I think Tennessee knows that they have, you know, that they can beat this team and put up big numbers against this team. Well, you know, you guys were mentioning what we had to do different when we've done the last couple of games, like get pressure on the quarterback and everything. I still, the only thing I can personally figure out about the last couple of games and what happened to our uh, getting to the quarterback, I think it was just the game plan. I mean, we weren't. Uh, blitzing nearly as much, and our, we were playing that soft zone, soft zone, figuring we could win it that way, and it about cost us, especially in that Kentucky game. But I think you're going to see a whole different animal from that defensive line and the blitz package tomorrow. I could be wrong. Now, obviously, if, if the big receiver out there at Missouri is limited tomorrow, that's certainly going to play into our hands. But... Uh, what do you guys think about this? One of the most despised players on our team last year and the first part of this year was Kamal Haddon. I think not only because he seemed to look better later this year, but I think I think that secondary misses him, don't you? Yeah, they're going to miss him tomorrow. They're going to miss him next week. I don't think they'll miss him against Vandy, but this is where – but, you know, here's the good thing is they've learned to play without him in the last couple, two to three weeks. So yeah. they've got it. I think what they can do is I think they feel confident with what they have and what they've done. Well, I think they need to get Ricky Gibson on the field and leave him alone. That boy can play ball. 
It looks that way. He seems to always be around the ball. I mean, he just he's a baller. He's kind of like T-Lander. I mean, I, I have all the confidence in the world in our star freshman linebacker from over on the other side of the state. But every time I watch, watch him, that T-Lander boy, he's not nearly as high a rating. I see a ball player. Somebody that knows where the ball is and knows how to get find I just, uh, you know, I just really see a ball player. I'll switch real quick and get off so somebody else can get on. Did get I didn't get to catch the uh, Michigan State game <clears throat> on anything I had, but I did get to see the uh, Tech game other than that. And of course, I listened and then I saw highlights from the Michigan State and Lenore Ryan games. But I don't know if I've seen a transfer come in that impressed me more than our two transfers, but especially Connect. Yes, big white boy. This boy can play ball. He's. I mean, he had 17 there the other night, and he probably <clears throat> played in the second half. Uh, he, 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 I'm just, do you ask me right now the biggest surprise? Not surprise. I knew he'd come in with a rep. But if you, I, I, I was hoping and expecting he'd be a, uh, you know, a real big contributor. But to me, he looks like the most talented player on the court. Uh, I, I I think you're exactly right, Don. I know we've got I, I know we've only got a few games that we're basing this on, but I was trying right. to remember the last guy we had that I thought was a more versatile scorer than this kid appears to be. Yeah, because he can go coast to coast. He can dribble, hit the three. He can create his own shot when he goes in, you know, reverse layups and stuff. Yeah, I'm, it's been a long time since somebody overwhelmed me. Freshman coming in, some high rated or whatever. This kid can play now. And for anybody that thought Ganey was just coming in because he was the coach's son, well, I think they know better too, don't you? Yeah, he can play too. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, those two big kids, Estrella and, and the other big kid, I see a lot of potential there inside. In fact, Toby's going to have to really, really play hard because because <clears throat> those two big kids look like they can play the ball inside. Don, I sure hope you feel better and get better and get out of there Thank soon. You, sir. And I enjoyed everything. Enjoyed your call and hopefully hear from you more and more as you get better. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you, Don. That is Don, and I've got a special mystery guest on line three, let's go to see who we have here. Man, I miss hearing Don. Tona! Is this Tona? I miss hearing Don. I really miss hearing We've Don. We've missed hearing Tona this week, too. Well, I hear uh, Lambert called me a second ago and told me W. Lynn was having a funeral for me on the air, so I thought I'd call him to my own funeral. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Lambert, Lambert goes, goes, Titansville has you dead. Lambert goes, what the hell happened to you, buddy? Because they're on there memorializing you. I said, well, you know, you, you miss a few days, you miss a lot, you know. <clears throat> Brian Hartman, thank you so much, man. Help me get through in this entire team and crew and dysfunctional family that we have this covid virus got 
just nasty things to me, just nasty. But um, I think I'm on the back side of it now. So doctor told me not to uh, not to work till Monday. So I'm going to do what any red blooded talk show host would do, and I'm going to do tonight's post game show and tomorrow's post game show, <laughs> following doctor's orders. Bino, do you like that? Uh, I, I I like that, Tony. Uh, you're you're a much better man than me when uh, when I was working. And they told me that I could go back on Monday. Uh, I usually went back the Monday after they told me that I could go back. Well, it was kind of funny. He he said he wasn't real familiar with me, and and he said uh, you uh, you need a doctor's note. And I said, no, that's okay. <laughs> I don't need it. But but from the sounds of things. After W. Lynn's call, I mean, hell, I, you know, I might need more than a doctor's note at this point. But at any rate, what an exciting weekend this is going to be. And, and, you know, we were kind of uh, wondering where Don's been. Don, so glad to hear your voice, man. People like Don who love basketball are going to love this basketball team as we go along. Now, tonight, you know, they might not win tonight. Tonight's going to be a very difficult game for our team. You know, you've got new pieces. You've got a guy like Vesco that was away. You've got ZZ, who's not himself yet. <coughs> on the road, hang on. On the road in a tough environment. That is going to be a... Uh, it's going to be a difficult thing, guys. It's going to be a difficult game. But I sure am glad that the eyes of the world will be able to see this one tonight. Kind of reminds me of that old uh, episode of uh, Welcome Back, Cotter, you know, from the 70s, where they had a telethon for their high school, and they broadcasted through Juan Epstein's sister's braces. You remember Juan Epstein? I do not, Tony. That wasn't a uh, that wasn't a big show that I watched. Something tells me you didn't miss much, but <laughs> I do remember they had a telethon and that that's how they transmitted it. Why is a game like tonight on something called Peacock? It's to make that a valuable thing, so you'll think about getting it. They got to put something of value on there once in a while, and that's the only reason I can think of. So I've been thinking about tweeting out later that I'm going to put up a little closed circuit peacock of my own and do a um, and 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 do one of those. Uh, what's the thing called where you share your screen with a lot of people, sweetie? No, not illegal. What's the technology called, you sweetie? Illegal. I'll illegal you. Is it spaces? Faces? No. It's called, um, come on, guys. It's kind of like, uh, it's like Skype, but it's the other one. Zoom. Zoom. Zoom right. into 100 people at like uh, 5 bucks each. Make a quick $500. You know, do you have Peacock? Laura, I think it's called Swipe. Bino, he says it's called Swipe. Do you have, uh, Bino, do you have Peacock? I do not, Tony. I do not. I was thinking about maybe getting a one-month subscription and then uh, and then cancel. 
That's what everybody's going to do. I, I tell you this, I like Peacock because I like watching On Patrol Live, and I've had marathons of it this week. Just, um, just hours and hours of laying there consuming that. But, uh, Brian, thank you. And team and crew, thank you. And tonight, <clears throat> tonight I'll be on after the game. So, and I, I'd like to have, see us have a 2 and 0 weekend. Pace yourself down. And Brian, I even watched a lady Vols last night. So, good. I'll tell you what, that Caitlin Clark from Iowa, Brian, is extremely fun, man. Every time she's on, I'll be watching it. I can promise you that. Yeah, she uh, she won't be playing for the Lady Vols though. Obviously, and good That's thing. Obvious. Hey, good thing for them. She won't be playing against them because the way the way the way she plays. Yeah, good luck. She'd go for fifty on them. Oh, easily. She had forty three last night, like effortlessly. But, you know, I'm telling you, that's must-watch TV. They sold that arena out over in Charlotte in like an hour and a half. But anyway, you all have a great day. I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game as well. I really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know how to feel about it. But uh, I'm proud of this football team. I really am. Here we are this late in the year. They still have a shot in the East. And I apologize to everybody that we couldn't be at Calhoun today. I really feel badly about that. And I internalize these things. But I hope they came and, anyway. And, and they really, really bother me. It bothers me to let people down. 